Donnie Darko, Minute 8. Don't ask me What you know is true Don't have to tell you Hello and welcome to the Donnie Darko Minute, the only podcast that best, the best podcast that analyzes the cult classic movie Donnie Darko. I'm Paul Kelch and with me is Angelo Natoli. What's going on? And what's going on in this minute, Angelo? So the minute opens with Donnie staring into the camera and it ends with Michael Dukakis telling us when he's president, we won't be doing business with drug dealers in Panama anymore. Thank God. War on Drugs. We won that one, right? Yeah, totally. We killed it. George Bush did a speech about it, I think. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, we get the end of the scene where after Donnie tells his mom that he's a bitch from behind the door. And then we, uh, we cut to Rose telling Eddie that Donnie just called her a bitch. Okay. So, does this count as another scene with her? I mean, it's only moments later. So, the wine couldn't magically appear in her hand. Are we giving it? Is this? Is this? I mean... If she was a real, like, alcoholic, she'd probably have a bottle of wine by the bed or a glass of wine on the nightstand or something. So, yeah, I'm, and there was a cut, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. All right, Rose, to give it to you. You're wine-free twice. That's two. That's two. People keeping count at home, that's two. All right. And uh, Eddie's reading uh, a book with no cover on it, but uh, Angelo, you somehow managed to figure out what book it was? Yeah, it's Tommy Knockers by Stephen King. Another Stephen King book. Yeah, Kelly's a huge Stephen King fan. Um... It was it was released in 1988, so it makes sense why he's reading the hardcover of it because there would be no paperback version out. It was actually released with three different dust jackets, but unfortunately, we can't see which one was on this book because Richard Kelly said an asshole on the staff stole it. Wow. Yeah, and um, King actually doesn't say he really likes this book. He he's been quoted as saying Tommy Knockers is an awful book. <laughs> it was it was the last one I wrote before I cleaned up my act. So this is when he was battling addictions, which I wasn't even aware that Stephen King uh, dealt with. Me either. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, so this book came out in 1988. So Eddie is more up to date on his reading than Rose, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if Rose is reading Eddie's hand me downs. Like he's the Stephen King fan, and yeah, he's right. like, read this book. I just finished it. All right. And then, uh, and uh, so Eddie says that, you know, she's not a bitch, but she is, in fact, bitching. Yeah. Um, and this line was improved by, improved, improvised by Holmes, which I guess he improved it by improvising, I there suppose. You go. Uh, and again, Richard Kelly says as long as the general message of the scene is conveyed, he's okay with it. Uh, but. I didn't think that bitchin' was an accurate slang for 1988, but Paul... Well, Angelo, let me tell you. I couldn't be more wrong. The word bitchin' was first used in written history in the year 1957, and then again in 1962, Okay, according to the internet. And the internet's never wrong? No, there's no such thing as fake news on the internet. What are you talking about? All right, so after we finish up in the bedroom scene, we cut to Donnie. He's in the bathroom. This scene had to be shot a bunch of times. Jake Gyllenhaal said that because of how tight the camera angle was, that they had to do it, you know, multiple times to finally get it the way they liked it. Interesting. Yeah, so we cut to Donnie taking his pills. And um, so this is an issue because you found all the information on the pills, right? Yeah. So what's the deal with them? So he's taking apparently doxpin 25 mil- milligrams. 
And uh, it's used to treat dep depression, anxiety, and sleep disorders. Interesting. But uh, there's some pretty interesting side effects. You know, usual allergic reaction, change of behavior, suicidal thoughts, eye pain, uh, fast heartbeat, increased anxiety, seizures, tremors, unusual bleeding. Ooh. And this one, I think, is probably the most interesting out of all of them. Severe confusion or seeing or hearing things that are not there. Oh, that's interesting. But here's the problem. As you say, apparently he's taking all these things. And if you watch the theatrical version of the movie, which we're watching, we're, there's no reason for us to not think that this is that he's mm -hmm. not taking this. But in a deleted scene, which is added back into the director's cut, it's revealed towards the end of the movie that he's taking placebos. These are just uh -huh. sugar pills. Well, that would uh, definitely be interesting then. But I mean, it would if it would still be. I guess the information is still correct that all that all those pills would do that to him. But that he's not taking that is uh yeah so so this is my issue actually the more we're researching the more I'm looking into the director's cut and it's important to know that we are again doing the theatrical version but I I have to I'm slowly agreeing with people that say that the theatrical version is the better one yeah right because I mean Cause that kind of ruins part of the fun is what's real what's yeah. not real and the director's cut it spells everything exactly out. I mean. It that was the that's half the fun of this movie is that after you see it you have so many more questions and like you just want to find out more about it yeah yeah no between the director's cut and uh his commentary with kevin smith on that version of the movie they spell every detail out, which i mean i guess that's what you want in a commentary yeah but the more we're reading things it's I like my version of the movie better yeah yeah it, it's you know it's more fun to debate yeah definitely otherwise you know some people might not create podcasts about certain movies then if you can't debate them so uh, after we wrap up the scene in the bathroom, we cut to Eddie waking up, and this is another cue that maybe the sleep disorder runs in the family because it seems yeah. Eddie's having trouble sleeping too. Right in the, it's in the middle of the night. You know, he just gets up out of nowhere, go and he doesn't go back to sleep. He goes downstairs and turns the TV on and he's catching up on some political news. Apparently, that there was a debate maybe that night. Yeah, I, listen, at this point, he is so into politics. I wonder if uh, after this movie is over, maybe he ends up running for local government. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe the uh, sequel will let us know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we still we still want nonsensical Donnie Darko sequels, so please tweet them at us. We're going to start reading the good ones. All right. So, yeah, um, Eddie really, really doesn't like Michael Dukakis. Like, I mean, like... I think Michael Dukakis might have ran over his dog or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and in this scene, I think we only get him watching it. We don't really get his reaction. Uh. But in the next minute, he, like, screams at Dukakis <laughs> like it's his arch enemy. It's, it's pretty funny. All right. So we cut to uh, Michael Dukakis talking about our relationship with Panama, which I didn't know in 1988 was uh, interesting, to say the least. Oh, my goodness. So uh, this is a topic that I've started to find myself versed in. Not necessarily Panama specifically, but uh, the U.S.'s relationship with a lot of South American and Central American countries. Uh, I had just gone to Cuba, and we are definitely not touching this topic with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> We're going to – let's just say a couple of facts and no opinions. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Tune in for our, our political podcast launching soon. So, uh, yeah, Noriega was the dictator in Panama. From 1983 to 1989. And uh, his title, it was a pretty good title. The Maximum Leader of National Liberation. Yeah, let me tell you something, dictators of the world. 
Work on your titles. I like that. Maximum leader of national liberation. That sounds like a bad translation from an anime from the 1980s. Probably why I like it. (laughs) But when they just name themselves president, like, come on. If you're going to have supreme power, use your power to think of a cool-ass title for you. At least. Right? Seriously. So, yeah, he was... uh, Another in a long line of dictators that were backed by the CIA at one time. Yeah, we like uh, meddling in other countries' businesses for our own gain and then failing spectacular at that. Yeah, and then we like to remove them once they're no longer useful to us. Yep. America. Fuck yeah. So it was known by the U.S. intelligence that he was a major cocaine trafficker, but it was overlooked and allowed to continue because at the time he was deemed too useful to the CIA. Yeah, he was was big with uh, the Medellin cartel. You know, that's a... Whole nother thing Ooh. right there. So maybe we'll do Narcos cast after we're done yeah. with Donnie Darko. Uh, yeah, and in 1988, he was formally indicted in Miami on drug trafficking charges, and he uh, was captured in 1989 during the invasion of Panama. So we charged a like sovereign leader with drug trafficking. Charges? I didn't know we could do this, but yeah, I didn't know that either. So on September 16, 1992, he was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Which was later reduced to 30. Interesting. Yeah. You know, just just take off. Good behavior. I guess so. But it doesn't matter because then he was extradited to France in 2010. Yeah, he uh, wound up serving, I think, only about a year or so in In France. In French prison. And then he was extradited to Panama where he's doing another 20 years. So, yeah, basically, he's uh, he's doing the world tour of prisons, I think. Yeah, so all I got to do is sell a bunch of drugs and then I get, like, to travel the world. I mean, yeah, you don't see the best parts of the world, but you do see the world. I wonder which prisons are the best. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Noriega, if you're listening, tell us who has the best food. Seriously. what? what f- <laughs> that, that's another podcast right there, too. We're, we're just thinking of all, all prison yeah. food podcast. Prison food podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to know how we're going to do that research. Uh, yeah, that's not going to be fun. All right. So we're, we're winding down on the minute, I think. Yeah, that's pretty much it for this minute. So, uh, guys, if you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at Donnie Darko Min. You can find me at Paulie K, K-A-Y-85 on Twitter. And, Angelo, where can they find you? You can find me at Hello Jello, G-E-L-O, like my name. And if you have particularly delicious prison food, tweet me and let me know. Yes, please do. Okay, so, guys, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes or your podcast of choice. I guess that's about it for this minute, guys, so we'll see you tomorrow. We could live for a thousand years, but if I hurt you, I make wine from your tears. I told you that we could fly. Uh, uh, fuck! What's up, Jake Gyllenhaal? I couldn't think of his fucking name.